Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In our sometimes cynical and negative world, 98. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. APXY dares to feel good. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. This is Moose and Breezy's Vibe Check. Yeah. PXY Mornings on the number one hit music station, 98 PXY. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. A little morning cup of coffee for you. We call it the Vibe Check on PXY. Are the vibes up? We'd love to hear from you. Tell us why. Breezy? Yes. 1,862 texts coming in this morning. Let's get to the top three. We shall, shall we? Let's do it. Hannah's here. Good morning, Hannah. She said, Moose and Breezy, vibes are right. My boyfriend asked me to be his girlfriend yesterday, and I'm just over the moon. Why don't we back up there for a second? My boyfriend... Asked me to be his girlfriend. Yeah. What am I missing? <laughs> well, what am I? Well, they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend yesterday, and they are today. So, got it. Love it. All right. Congratulations to you. Um, this person says nothing like the party rock be at six oh five a.m. <laughs> to start my day. Thanks for getting after it, bright and early, or should I say, dark and early. Yeah, well, we didn't have a choice. It was there. I had to play it. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, This person's name is Christian, and they say, good vibes for me today is that I have a three-day weekend coming up. Oof. So great. So lovely. So gorgeous. Stunning. There's nothing better than that. Mm, mm, mm. Nothing better. Nothing at all. No. So, yeah, that's great. What about you, Vibes? Rock out, Christian. Vibes are up today, man. I feel pretty good. I got up extra early today so I can actually really make my bed the way I like it. Have a cup of coffee. I thought you'd do that every morning, no? Yeah, but today I really spent some time on it. I feel sure. really good. When I left the apartment Pressing this morning. Pressing the sheets. I felt, <laughs> felt really putting, good about putting it. Putting literally emblems in the bottom of the sheets. Felt really good about it this morning. I was like, all right, now I can I can really go out into the world today. Feel good about it. Um, after the show today, I have, um, my hair cut. So, you know, that's Wait, my time to relax. I'm getting my hair done today too. Not us on the same vibe. Yeah, but you're not getting a cut. You're probably getting a color, right? No, I'm getting a cut too. Oh, you are? Yeah, okay. I gotta cut the dead ends. Yeah, so I have that this afternoon. That's like my one hour to really fully decompress and relax and not think about anything. Wow. Interesting timing for you to get a haircut. It's almost like you have something going it's on. It's been almost weekend. three weeks. I know. You know, usually I'm a two-week cut type of guy. And then tonight I'm having dinner with my buddy in Penfield. Uh, you know my Thursdays. 
So I'm looking Thur- for- Thursdays at the Penfield Country Club. You know me, it's man. Like Tuesdays with Maury, but <laughs> Thursdays with Moose. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Good. Um, and then tomorrow's Friday. Big, big energy tomorrow. Huge yeah. energy. And then we just found out some really crazy news about. I mean, do you want to share? No. I don't want to. I don't want to share it. No. No. Oh, okay. Sad. What? Sad that we can't share. Oh, I know. Yeah, we. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Okay. Um. Oh, what are your vibes, Breezy, besides your haircut today? And by the way, I'll tell you how much I'm going to pay if you tell me how much you're going to pay. Okay. Which I know yours is way uh, more expensive. One thirty. Oh, one thirty. Oh. Yeah. That's not too bad. Which is part. actually way cheaper than the average gal. Yeah. Mine's but 40. my hairdresser slays. So. So does mine. I'm paying forty. Oh. But you know, I get mm-hmm. a little bit of hookup there. You know, when I go to the barber studio in Penfield. <laughs> now I'm gonna pay thirty. <laughs> Paying thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, you gotta oh, give it that free plug. Gosh, <laughs> gotta save ten bucks where you can. Yeah, my vibes for today is after a long week of praying and praying and praying some more, I finally got a confirmation that my package that I've been praying for. Oh yes, will be arriving today. I didn't think I was gonna get it before <laughs> we, the big weekend. I love that we got opposite emails. My brother's birthday was yesterday, uh-huh. and I get a, a text from UPS: your package is on the way. Yeah. And then I wake up this morning. UPS has delayed your package until Tuesday, the 16th. I'm like, what? how did it go from being on the way till no, we took it back. We decided on Tuesday instead. Well, mine I can see is at the Rochester Distribution Center. And you know I'm not above going to any distribution center to get my package. No, you are not. So if I don't get it by the end of today, I will be there first thing in the morning knocking on whoever's door to get that. Yeah. I need the I need the outfit for this weekend. There's no horseplay around this. No horseplay. Like play. it's just a need. So, um, but I mean, I was looking at it kind of like aggressively, obsessively this week. Every I don't know, 45 minutes, I would check to see where it was. First, it was in Hong Kong. Then it was in Jamaica, Queens, or Jamaica, New York, and then it was in Queens, and now it's here. So I just feel I just feel really good about that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Put out good vibes. Put out good yeah. vibes. Oh, the other vibes, too, is I'm going to the uh, Bills playoff game. That's literally what I was going to tell people. And you're like, don't say it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Oh, uh, is, oh, I didn't know that's what you were talking about. No, I am going. We should have we should have better sixth sense than that. Oh, no, we don't. I uh, literally was going to be like, do you want to tell the people? And you're like, absolutely not. Don't say anything. Oh, I'm I don't like, know. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, not me muzzled. No, I was I like, do. it's a, literally an honor to go to such a game. No, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely doing it up uh, this I weekend. thought it got canceled. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. And No, I'm like, doing it big. Yeah, we got a personal yeah. driver, everything. Going to the Bills game Not the Sunday. personal driver. Yeah. Yeah. So me That's my- great. That's going to be a really, really fun weekend extravaganza. Hopefully they win it. I have all the faith in the world that the Bills will pull this off on Sunday against the Steelers. It's a one o'clock game, and the weather is going to be frigid. You need a you need a jacket, like a a nice jacket, like no none of your fashion peak coat. No, stuff. I have a nice Bills jacket with the wool inside. That'll okay, keep good. me warm. Good. Is anyone else going to the game this weekend? Hit me up. Uh, love to hear from you. Want to know who's going? Coming up for the big story of the day. Thank you guys so much for the vibes this morning. I want to touch on the story quick about Zayden Vanderm Blackman. He is the three-season athlete, honor student at Dansville High School. 
Um, he has been in the hospital fighting for his life. And I want to tell you the condition he's in. I want to tell you how you guys can go and support his family and help Zayden. Coming up next for the big story of the day on PXY. Wait a minute. Something's missing. Oh, right. It's you. Call or text Moose and Breezy now. 585-252-9800. Anybody have plans to dance with a stranger this weekend? You will be <laughs> at some point. Hey, you never know. I want to touch on this story quick about uh, Zayden Van Derm Blackman. He is a three-season athlete, honor student at Dansville High School. Now, he was just named the MVP during the school's Christmas basketball tournament. He also spent the last 10 days in the hospital fighting for his life. So this poor kid around Christmas, Zayden came down with what his family thought was a normal cold. And then after the basketball tournament, he was telling his mom that he had a terrible headache. So a few days later, Zayden was checked into the Golisano Children's Hospital and in line for emergency brain surgery because he was diagnosed with sepsis, which is a deadly condition that can develop from untreated infections. It's something that they say kills almost one in five people. Remember September when I got stung by that wasp on my ass? And everybody called in and said, you have sepsis. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? I'm literally going septic. Uh, so Zayden's mom said it's been a flurry of tests, procedures. I'm sure you can imagine. I mean, you have brain surgery. She and her husband have been staying in a hotel while their son is in the Rochester hospital an hour away from their hometown. So thankfully, the family is not doing it alone. You got classmates, the community members, Students on rival basketball teams, they've all stepped in and uh, and in and around Dansville to show their support for, for Zayden. And, you know, Superintendent Thomas Kopp said, Dansville is a small community. And as in many small communities, there's a lot of pros and cons everywhere you live. Everybody knows your business. But when something goes wrong, everyone rallies to support you. It's 100%. very similar to what we do here in Rochester. When something happens, people step up. But once Zayden is released from the hospital, he still has a few months of recovery and uh, in regular hospital visits, as you can imagine, before things get back to normal. And obviously, the district's main concern is Zayden's health. I mean, they're going to do what they can to keep him on track academically. But once he's up for it, the district will send a tutor either to the hospital or to his home to help make sure Zayden can graduate in the spring. To find out how you guys can support Zayden and the whole Van Derm Blackman family, there's a link posted on our Facebook page at 98PXY. Um, please go and check it out. Show your support. I know they would appreciate it, you know, because that's what we do. We, we show up for one another when we need it the most. It's important that that happens, and it's important that we highlight that. And that's actually one of the stories that I'm highlighting today when it comes to neighbors helping neighbors, people stepping up for other people in their most vulnerable time and time in need. Um, obviously, we talked about that major, major windstorm that took place on Tuesday, yep. trickled, it a little, trickled in a little bit into Wednesday, but left so many people in the greater Rochester area without power. And, you know, some people's lights came on as, you know, far as Wednesday night. So that's almost like 24 hours, 36 hours without power. And the possibility without power for a second day for a 94-year-old man in Gorham, New York, just wasn't a possibility. His name was Richard Dana. Like Dana, like I said, 94. He was expecting the windstorm and had a feeling he would lose power. Um, 
Around 8 p.m. on Tuesday, that's exactly what happened. He did not expect to not have power for 18 hours, though. Right. Um, so when that happened, I said, oh, boy, here we go. Didn't expect it to be too long, though. Um, he said with no heat or electricity, it was tough staying warm. His nephew lit candles throughout the home, and he snuggled up with his fur baby, Gypsy. And layering was key. After, you know, so many hours of doing that and nothing really changed, a lot of his neighbors stepped up, um, gave them gave him a backup generator, took him in to their own home. Like a 94-year-old man, you know, he's seen some stuff, of but course. not as mobile as he once was to get around, no, especially, you know, in the dark, no power, no heat. So the town of Gorham really rallied around this guy and really helped him in in the time of darkness, no pun intended. Let's see if you um, see the photo of this guy. It looks like he's in, you know, he's in good shape. He's got his yeah. little button down. He's got his iPhone in his pocket. Oh, yeah. He's he's tech savvy for sure. Um, but very cute. Very cute story. Very nice story. With all the news that goes on in this city that is less than favorable, it's nice to highlight neighbors helping neighbors. Like you just talked about. Like I just talked about. Um and the town of Gorham, that's actually where my dad grew up, so shout out. Shout out to Gorham. I thought that was the gentleman's name. It's, no. Richard. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's just Richard. I just found that out. <laughs> Has anyone caught COVID in the new flu strain at the same time this winter? I'm talking about both at the same time. People are saying it's vicious. It can last well over two weeks. We'll share with you what some people are going through right now who caught it, how to protect yourselves as well. It's all coming up next on the show. PXY is free and always will be. Last week, Breezy, I was tested for COVID because I thought with the way that I was feeling. Why it, didn't you tell me that? What else could it possibly be? I didn't want to alarm you. That's something you should tell your partner. We're in the clear. <clears throat> partner? <laughs> in crime. <laughs> so it was not COVID. Let me just get that out of the way. Okay. Someone said it was most likely the new flu strain, which is vicious. It's like what a bunch of murder. Mean? It's like murder hornets. They, you don't want to mess with this. Thankfully, I feel way better now than I did over the weekend. But I mean, who else is dealing with feeling like total death? By the way, it's Peaks by Mornings. My name's Moose. That's Breezy. We're all healthy here. Uh, no, nobody's sick. Quasi. People seem to be getting sick left and right, though. It it just gives me anxiety to think about all of us having to walk around with mask on again no for sure and that's not something any of us really want to do nobody wants to see people doing that on the daily but as of now uh people do seem to be getting sick a lot my grandma's 99 she got covid for a week Mm. finally out of quarantine i mean people get sick pretty quick at the old the old people home there right but when you're 99 you don't want you don't want any of this and then my mother got covid that lasted for two weeks, but it was a weird COVID because the effects of after coming off COVID, oh, the weirdest body aches and pains Oof. had to go back to the doctor. They couldn't figure it out. They're like, yeah, we, we don't know. We, so we don't know. Why don't you take two Advil every day? They're like, wait, what? Two Advil. Two Advil. That's what I'm paying for. <laughs> so the, la- the latest COVID strain, uh, the last one that we had, mm-hmm. pretty weak. Most people, they don't even know they have it, but they're getting COVID in this new flu strand together. So it's a double whammy. And they're testing for COVID, and unknowingly, 
they think it's COVID doing this to them when it's actually people are saying it's this new flu strand. So if you have felt like this, let us know. I don't envy anyone who has had to deal with this. So when I had gone to my doctor, here's the rundown that she gave me. Day one and day two, your little rundown. Mild sore throat, runny nose, had that. Day okay. three, feels like better days are ahead. You start to clear up. You're not as congested or so you think. And then day four, Armageddon. Your chest, your throat, it hurts like hell. Every time you cough, my doctor said, it feels like shards of glass are shooting up from your chest and into your throat. Oh my, oh my God. Sure. Congestion is so bad. It's hard to swallow liquids because you feel like you're suffocating and drowning from not getting enough air. And the worst part is that you have to drink a lot of water because you got to get all that phlegm out of your chest because there's a lot of mucus. So you got to just suffer through coughing it up. But the worst pain lasts only, I don't know, about 24 hours or so. Day five and seven, coughing. It's nonstop coughing. You're not sleeping because you're coughing. And most people have reported that their ribs, abs, and head hurt badly. And some people have pulled a rib or two from coughing so hard. I'm like, just end me. Sure. That's intense. I'm not sure how long the cough is going to linger, but people say it could be up to two weeks or longer. I mean, you had a cough for a year straight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know what it was from? Do you know what it was from? You know that cough I had that was just in the middle of... (laughs) (laughs) Turns off the mic's not in time, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) So my doctor, they do a full run-through on me. They're like, yeah, it's acid reflux. I said, What? He said it's acid Are you on reflux. medicine for that? Yeah. I take Famotidine every day. And, I'm yeah. also on medicine for that. I'm like, are you serious? That's from acid? She's like, yeah, that's what it's from. Yeah, you're on medicine for a lot of things. <laughs> I'm heavily medicated. And so everybody I'm like, knows it. I'm like, what if you get a flu shot, doc? Does that even does that even matter anymore? Or because this is Did a new strand? Did you get a flu shot this year or no? Not to interrupt, but. Because um, I didn't, and I think I should. It's a little late, but. No, I got it last year. Well, you need to get it every year, unfortunately. I just don't like to have to continue to pump my body with whatever it is. It's like, I need a flu shot. Now my brother's like, you need a whooping cough shot. I was like, are you going to get the new COVID vaccine? Like, ah, enough. You're like an Applebee's sampler platter. Just keep pumping me with whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you do have the flu shot. I don't know if it protects people from this new flu strand that they're saying. I don't want to alarm anyone. I'm just saying protect yourselves, constantly wash your hands, and use hand sanitizer. I think Breezy can attest I'm putting hand sanitizer on every 20 seconds. His hands are drier than (laughs) the Sahara Desert. Desert. Cracks up the wazoo. Don't put your fingers in your nose or your mouth. I know it's hard sometimes, but most sicknesses and colds start inside the nose. Those Zycam swabs, but swabbing my nose this morning, last night. What? Constantly. What do you mean Zycam swabs? Like the, before the start of a cold, you want to swab your nose with them. They're the best. I don't know what that is. Like a, it's like a Q-tip or like... Yeah. It's in this liquid. Mm-hmm. It smells like eucalyptus. It's actually wonderful. Beautiful. And then you swab the inside of your nose, kind of like you're doing a COVID test, and then you dispose of it. Sounds terrible. It's supposed to stop the start of a cold. Okay. 
But if you take these precautions, mostly washing your hands, by all means, also, do that. Also, we should definitely go get our flu shots together, you and I. I mean, um, why not? You know what I mean? We should yeah. we should do it's show content. We should do, go do that together. So now that my brother and his wife officially had their twins, mm-hmm. um, gotta be really careful. Last week, I have to get a whooping cough shot, right? Which is mixed in with a tetanus shot. I'm like, well, I just got a tetanus shot two years ago. It lasts ten years. They're like, well, you, it's not going to affect you, but you have to get them because they're mixed together. <sighs> okay. <laughs> You're hitting the panic button. I'm, I am hitting the panic yeah, button. It's fine. Regina, if I'm saying that correctly. Hello, Regina. Uh, she says, I had COVID in the flu. It lasted almost three weeks. I was on my deathbed. Worst experience ever. Yeah. I don't envy you. That is a long time to sit there and wait day by day. Right. And nothing is worse than when you're sick and alone. When you oh, live no. by yourself and you're just going through it. It sucks. Granted, the positive is that you're not getting anyone else sick, but it is depressing. It's sad. I had COVID in my studio apartment two years ago. Yeah. It's just one room. I'm just sitting there for five, six days on end. Right. Just sitting there. I mean, how many documentaries can you watch? I know. I watched all three Pitch Perfects. It was crazy. Yeah. You call your mom. So I finished Netflix. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I call my friend Leanne. I'm like, can you drop me off a Chick-fil-A sandwich? She's like, don't, don't you- think that's going to help the cold. <laughs> 98 PXY. Just when you think you've got life figured out. You're a parent now. Moose and Breezy hear your dilemmas. Completely anonymous. And 100% supportive for another episode of PXY Mornings. Parental Confidential. Well, this is an odd one this morning. Got a message from Jackie from Gates. And her 16-year-old son happens to be in a very committed relationship with a woman four years older than him. Oh. This is... uh, That's interesting. That's yes, it interesting is. to say the least. Anyone sure. been in this situation with their kids? Uh, the tables are turned. We have a gentleman who likes older women. Oh my. He's 16. He's like, 16 that's predatory. Old. Well, let's get into it. Jackie writes and says, I don't even know where to begin with this. I am only writing you guys to see if anyone has been in, a, in this spot that I'm currently in with my son. My son has a girlfriend who is four years older than him. By the way, my son is currently 16. They've been dating for two years. What? All right, let's back so up here. So they started dating when he was 14 and she was 18? That's, if you do the math, that's that's my calculations. You know, you know not, me. You know, we're not a big math <laughs> no. show. We're not a big math show. But. <laughs> no, we're not. No, but like I I can stiff out, you know, an issue when I, when I can see one, you right. know. Well, let's get, let me get through the whole thing before you crap all over it. Um, they've been dating for two years and for convenience, uh, me and my husband both have jobs and we get home pretty late. We always assume our son is hanging out with his friends or at home. But two years ago, while my son was still a freshman in high school, he was invited to a college party by one of his friends who was a senior at the time. And he met this girl. He was invited to a college party by one of his friends. When he what? was fourteen, I'm I'm lost here. I I don't listen, 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 listen. I don't want to say it. That's on the parent. Ah, uh, so sorry, right, Jackie. Me, so sorry. Let me finish up here. I'm confused. I probably should have read this prior. 
<laughs> she I keep was begging 18. you to screen the screen the letters. And no, of that tr- trust me, it's better like this. She okay. was eighteen. He was fourteen at the time, and I just found out now, two years later, that he has a girlfriend, sure. and she's four years older than him. When I confronted my son, I told him I thought she was too old for him, and I wanted him to break up with her immediately. And he told me, no, I will not break up with her. I love her. He told me that they were both kids, so it's fine. And while I do agree that they're both children, this is pretty much just two kids dating. I still think it's a little too old for him. But if he was 17 or 18, I could allow it. But I don't think this is okay. And I'm not sure how to stop it. My son claims he loves her and doesn't want to break up <coughs> doesn't want to break up with her so I'm at a loss of what to do mm-hmm. my husband feels the exact same way I do I don't know if they're sexually active <laughs> oh my god does she know anything she's 20 Jackie I don't think I would want my son dating anyone four years older as a child um if he was 21 I wouldn't want him dating a 25 year old either but I it's less weird then yeah no it is because you're officially an adult um I tried my best to forbid it. I'm trying to get some insight. Hopefully, some of the listeners are not too brutal on this one. Thank you. Well, I can't promise you that, Jackie. You don't have to worry about the listeners. You have to worry about me. You and everyone's like, oh my God, Breezy's judging me. Would you not? <laughs> no, genuinely, would you not? As a parent, would you not put a stop to this? Your know, this 14-year-old is... son's dating an 18-year-old? That is like, I don't even think that's legal in the state of New York. I mean, what is this guy? What is and this? And the thing about it is, is like, what is this fourteen-year-old kid doing at a college party? One hundred percent. But the other thing about it is, is like, so many times, and I will say this: so many times, if if the roles were reversed, and if this was a girl doing this with a guy, there would be a lot more eyes on it. There would be a lot more whispers. There would be a lot more concerns. But if a guy does it with a girl. And I'm not saying it's right. I actually genuinely believe there should be more people looking out for this kid. A lot of people are out there to white knight and protect girls, young girls who are in this situation. But where are they for the guys? Because believe it or not, he is a child and he does need protecting. No, I know. And I mean, listen, I mean, is he 16? I don't know what this kid looks like. Does he look like Bradley Cooper with abs? What is the attraction here? I, I don't know. Crazy uh, connection. All right, let me get to all the texts that are pouring in. You guys feel free to call us, too. I would love to speak with you on this. Jesse is here first. Jesse says, unless you intend to report your son's girlfriend to the police for statutory rape, this is a parenting issue, not a legal issue. Uh, you and your husband need to put your foot down. If you truly do not want him dating her, then that's a conversation you guys have to have. But right now, it seems like you're at a loss. Yeah, he loves her. He's in love. And granted, this is his probably first love. You know what I mean? He's never experienced it before. So is it love or is it infatuation? Mm. There's a huge difference there. Me, when I was 16, that was actual love. So It's not about me, though. You were literally uh, crying every day. So. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I've, never, I've never felt such heartache. It's giving me. toxic. You know what I mean? Uh, this person says, an adult is preying upon your child. Address it exactly as you would if the genders were reversed. That's exactly what I just said. He may think he is in love, but I can assure you this is only lust. That's just what I said. Yeah. Be a mom and do something about it. The kid is only 16. It's your house. Yeah. <sighs> this person says 20, year old, 20 years old is not a child. Nobody said that. Um, this person said 
put a stop to it right now and call the police. Jenna says this is predatory. It's statutory rape. The mother can absolutely call the police and press charges against this girl. This person said, when I was 16, my boyfriend at the time was 23. We were together for a few years. So Tyler. She, you, she said she was 16? And her boyfriend was 23. Yeah, see that? There's no way. Okay, Tyler. There's no, no judgment. Way. But looking back on that now, I don't know if you're still with this man. I don't know what the situation is. Give us some insight where you just texted in. But like... Do you look back on that now as a, you know, clear-headed adult and think to yourself, that's a little weird? Because I would love to know that. Because if she, if they don't, he or she, I don't know who it is, but if they don't, then maybe maybe they're, maybe you, uh, is, is way different than Maybe ours. it shaped the woman she is today and she only dates older. Hello, Pete's wife. Or a guy, but yeah. Hi, I was listening to you guys and I was just, thinking about it and I was like, wow, I've been in these kind of situations. Really? What's your name? Yeah. My name's Ashley. Okay. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So I, when I was 17, I started dating a 21 year old. Okay. Um, and it was a little weird at first, but once I found out how old he was, I talked to my mom and she was cool with it. Okay. Okay. But I had, when I heard part of it was like, some one thing I caught was like you said something about I wouldn't want my kid to date a twenty five year old at twenty one. That's what this mom Jackie said. No, no, no. Wait, I'm twenty five and I dated a. I'm twenty two. Sorry, and I dated a thirty four year old. No, no, no. I said personally. I said I don't think that's as weird as a fourteen year old dating an eighteen year old. Yeah. I think that's more socially no, that's acceptable. way weirder. I'm saying for the mom. No, I get that. I was 22 dating 34. Right. Are you in a heterosexual relationship? Yes. Do you you think it's not as weird for a young girl to date an older guy? Because the roles are reversed in this situation, and it feels like nobody's... Nobody cares, or there's not enough eyes on it as it would be if there was a 16-year-old girl with a 20-year-old man. See, I think it's... Regardless of gender... It's a child. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's the Bottom conversations line. look like? What do you what do you possibly have in common? Especially if you're 18 and dating a 14-year-old. What's the story there? Are you that lonely? Right. You can't find another 18-year-old to spend some time with? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's sad. Yeah, it's weird. It, and weird. Exactly. I, I was that 14-year-old in that situation once. Oh, yeah. No offense. <laughs> no. So I, I feel you. Trust me. It's nuts. All right, Ashley, no, thank you, you for the your call. Entire foot in your mouth. Ashley, yeah, thank you so day, much guys. for the opinion. Have you a great too. weekend. Thanks, Ash. Um, <laughs> let me get to Jesse real quick. Uh, or, I'm excuse dead. me, Jake says the nature of their unique relationship should be more important than assumptions you make based upon age. It could totally be abusive or it could totally be a healthy relationship. None of us know that information. If he is happy, then I would leave it alone. And then we'll follow up with this person that said, This is such a bizarre situation. What girl wants to be with a sixteen-year-old sixteen-year-old boy who is four years uh, younger? It's creepy. Uh huh. Well, people, and then we'll leave you with this. I don't even know why we're talking about this or worrying about it at all. It will all go downhill once she turns twenty-one and he's only seventeen and can't go to the bars. Hashtag hot girl summer. Okay. And then I'll leave you with this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for all the messages. Uh, so many of them are still pouring in. We'll see how Jackie handles this. Jackie, 
I don't know. I don't know if there's anything you can do, but you and your husband, you run the house. You put your foot down and you can forbid him to see this girl. Sure. But let's be honest. He's going to find a way if they're in love. Yeah. You ever see the notebook? <laughs> Basically it's, the same story. Oh, yep, same exact sure. story. Wake up. BXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. For breakfast. The number one hit music station. 98 PXY. Still good. We're still good, baby. And Neighbors Helping Neighbors is such a good thing right here in Rochester. We were talking at length the last couple days about the big windstorm that hit Rochester and the surrounding areas. We saw winds up to 70 miles per hour to the west of us, which is absolutely insane. Um, And crews were out working round the clock to help people, thousands of people who lost power and remained without power for a couple days. And they're still doing it. They're still doing it. The possibility... um, of a second day without power for a 94-year-old man in the outskirts of Rochester just wasn't something he was preparing for. Um, he said 94-year-old Richard Dana expected the windstorm to maybe knock out his power. And that happened around Tuesday at 8 p.m. And he, you know, did what any person would do. He lit some candles he bundled up with his fur baby Gypsy, oh. and he layered up. Oh, Gypsy. He said, so when it happened, I said, oh, boy, here we go. I didn't expect it to last as long as it did, though. Lots of blankets and, you know, things like that. Went, kept going out to his car to listen to the radio and keep warm, he said. Oh, wow. I hope he was tuning into PXY, obviously. Yeah, that was his first choice. Um that's when his neighbors stepped in to help. They kept seeing him go in and out of his house to go into his car. And they stepped in. They gave him an, an extra generator that they had. They let him come into their home. Just really, really awesome. Um, this was in the town of Gorham. And it did, the power didn't get restored till 11 p.m. last night. And like I said, he was out of power at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. So that's over 24 hours without power. Um, And it was just really cool to see neighbors helping neighbors, especially neighbors in need. And um, looks like a tech savvy guy. He's got his iPhone in his pocket. Oh, yeah. He's he's really going for it. Kind of reminds me of Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. Oh, I got a golden ticket. Speaking of uh, helping others, I just want to touch on this story quick about Zayden Van Derm Blackman. This is a three-season athlete, an honor student at Dansville High School. He was named MVP during the school's Christmas basketball tournament, but he also spent the last 10 days in the hospital fighting for his life. Around Christmas, this poor kid, he comes down with what his family thought was a normal cold, and then after his basketball tournament, he's complaining to his mom that he's got a headache. A few days later, kid checks into Golisano Children's Hospital and in line for emergency brain surgery. He was diagnosed with sepsis, which is it's a deadly condition that it develops if an infection is untreated. It's something that kills almost one in five people. So Zayden's mom says it's been, you know, he's been in a flurry of tests, procedures. Um, she and her husband have been staying in a hotel while their son is in the Rochester hospital an hour away from their hometown. Thankfully, the family's not doing it alone. You got classmates, the community members, the students on rival basketball teams all came together. Many have stepped in, in and around Dansville to show support for this young teen. And then Superintendent Thomas uh, 
Cope said, Dansville is a small community. And in a lot of small communities, there's pros and cons, especially um, one being everybody knows your business. Mm -hmm. However, when something goes wrong, everyone rallies to support you. And that's very similar to our community here in Rochester. So once Aiden is released from the hospital, he still has a few months of recovery and regular hospital visits, as you can imagine, before things go back to normal. But obviously, I mean, the district's main concern right now is Aiden's health. They're going to do what they can to keep him on track academically. And once he's up for it, the district will send a tutor either to the hospital or to his home to help make sure that he can graduate in the spring. To find out how you guys can support Zayden and the whole Van Derm Blackman family, there's a link that I posted this morning on our Facebook page. You just go to Facebook, uh, 98PXY. The link is up there. Everyone's kind of coming together to step up for people in need, especially this family right now. So if mm-hmm. you could show your support, it's greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Yesterday afternoon, my agent asked if I would be willing to fly to New Orleans to shoot an independent film next month. Oh. And then I read the script. It was so bad. <laughs> the only thing I can think of was Breezy and I should take a scene from the script and act it out for Moosterpiece Theater. That's exactly what we're going to do, and it's coming up right after the break on PXY. Vibrant color, oratory skills, a deep exploration into drama, suspense, tragedy, and comedy. PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy present another award-worthy performance in Mooster Theater. Peaks White Mornings with Moose and Breezy. So I got an email from my agent yesterday asking if I would be willing to fly to New Orleans to be featured in an independent film called Big Time Slope. Sure, 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 sure. I thought you were going to say something very different with an SL. But um, for all of our newer listeners, Moose, I mean, because we've, you know, gained a couple of listeners since we first started together why don't we give them a little background of you know where you came from why you're gonna you know why you would even be offered a role in a movie things of that nature okay so when i left pxy back in 2011 i ventured out to los angeles and that's where i basically studied and found a mentor and did my acting career there so i was lucky enough to be in a whole bunch of projects and um write a couple of films myself and that's one of the things I did fall in love with, aside from the acting, is writing. Sure. I, I do a lot of writing. Um, being back here on PXY and being able to write for the show and um, develop content <clears throat> has allowed me to be super creative, too, which I, I need that in my life. Right. And it's, you know, it's a little different, obviously, but... Yes, it is. I do miss being on set. However, I do still have my talent manager. I have my agent. From time to time, mm-hmm. they will send me things. And I know I've talked about that a little on the show. Uh, the last couple of things they've sent me, I've not been impressed. No. So the short film I wrote and produced and started in How to End a Conversation, it got around a little bit. It did pretty well. Came back here to Rochester for the film festival. And a lot of times my agent likes to take that specific piece of work and give it to casting directors. Okay. So they had asked if I would please be a part of this film, but they want a self-tape. So I'm like, ah, this is about a man. What does a self-tape mean? For, I don't I don't know what that means. So you, explain you wanna, it to the average you, you person. You want to just put yourself on tape, basically doing an audition. Okay. And then send it in. So Big Time Slope, this 
script she sent me. It's about a man who discovers that his long lost sister he hasn't seen is actually his biological mother who uh, puts him uh, up for adoption when he was a baby. So I looked at the script and it's the biggest piece of crap I have ever read. So I decided, why not just take a scene from this crap film and act it out for Mooster Peace Theater on PXY? That's exactly what we're going to do. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the footage and the audio from this and send it to my agent as my audition tape. Right, right, right. <laughs> Wait, not me getting casted too. So Breezy, I need you to be the method actress I know you know how to be because your performance today is also based on whether or not I get this role, and I can guarantee you I have no interest in playing this role whatsoever. But we're going to do it anyways. With the, you know, kind of bad hand that you've been dealt of the offers, does this make you miss acting? Or are you like, yeah, I think I got out at the right time? No, I'm always going to miss it and continue to do it when I have the opportunity to do it. Uh, It just makes me, when I read something like this, it makes me want to write my own stuff even more. Sure. So, Checks out. here's the situation here. Um, you're playing the role of Shelly, who is my character's mother. Okay. You put my character up for adoption when he was just a little nugget, and now out of nowhere, you want him back in your life. So oh, you're okay. sad, frustrated, happy, and anxious all at the same time. I will be playing the lead character, Carlos, in the film, who obviously still holds a grudge towards his mom. I need you to do this in a southern accent, too, by the way. I don't know why so my character's name is Carlos. bad at accents, but here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, this is Big Time Slope. I'm- a movie that has not yet hit the theaters, but I'm sure once it does, it'll be a blockbuster. On Moosterpiece Theater. And let me set the tone. Action! So it's like that, huh? I'm supposed to just forget that my mother, who pretended to be my sister, walked out of my life? It's not that. Because I wanted a baby. I love you. I love you so much, son. It wasn't easy to try and dance, work an extra job, and go to school so I could take care of my boys. I did the best I could. (laughs) Hey, you don't say that. I'm sick of hearing excuses. I didn't need you then, and I don't need you now. I made you some banana bread, honey. It's your favorite, remember? How the hell would you know? You knew me for like an hour before you gave me away. I said I was sorry, baby boy. Baby boy. Can't you see I'm trying to be a part of your life again? I wanted to be your mother. I want to be your mother. I want to be the person you come to when you need advice or when you need help. I can't just erase the last 24 years, Shelly. Shame on you for even thinking that. Call me mom, won't you? I'll never call your mom. Not even if I was on fire. (laughs) You don't have to call my mom, but you do have to call me mom. (laughs) Oh, and for the record... I don't even like banana bread. (laughs) (laughs) Leaves the room. Cut! That wasn't in there, but thank you for adding that in. I really appreciate it. You made a great choice. Uh, Big time slope, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I will say, I think I did an amazing job. You always do. But my Kermit impression was way better. Yeah. (laughs) 
You absolutely crushed. So I'm going to take this and I will send it to my agent. And then I no, will. Yeah, it's on video. So like, we'll get a call tomorrow. Here's the issue, though. Here's what worries me a lot. I think they're going to see this and be like, thank you so much for your time. Who's the and, girl? And using us for a vehicle to get us to Breezy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I knew it was coming. They're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to just part ways here. But who's the girl? 98PXY. PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. Moose. A confident and compulsive, hopeless romantic who is born to entertain. Some people know this, some people don't, but I'm actually a star uh, in the Philippines, so show some respect. Breezy, a kind-hearted, semi-responsible 20-something who always wants to be the center of attention. Not to be dramatic, but I would rather be single than in a loveless, boring relationship. Fully. The number one hit music station, 98PXY. How do you talk to your kids about death? It's PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. Welcome to the show. You know, we have a listener by the name of Ava on the phone who Mm -hmm. says she recently lost her father a couple of weeks ago. And what makes it even harder is that it was sudden, along with having to tell her kids that, hey, you know, grandpa's gone. Right. So has anyone been in this situation before? Let us know how you handled it, because... When it comes to talking to kids about death, everybody mm-hmm. has their own way of doing it. Right. Correct. So let me get over to you, Ava, this morning, who's on hold. Real quick. Hi. Good morning, Ava. Uh, first and foremost, deepest condolences on the loss of your dad. Thank you. Thank you, Moose. Thank you, Breezy. Um, yeah, um, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, it has been a really tough couple of weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to just share with us what you wrote in your original message, that would be great. Uh, yeah, so my father had a few health issues, um, and two weeks ago he had a stroke, and a couple of days after that he ended up passing away. Mm. So um, I, I actually haven't dealt with death all that much in my adult life, so I'm still processing, sure. and... Mm-hmm. Um, but even more, I, I really just, I don't know how to explain it to my six and four-year-old daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so I'm not, I'm not a very religious person, right? But right. Uh, it, it does give me comfort to know that my dad is possibly looking down on us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Or somewhere. Um, you know what I mean? He might be in your closet. Yeah, I, to say. I, I like this idea, you know, mm-hmm. and, um. And my six-year-old daughter has been especially upset because she was really close to my dad. They had this very sweet relationship. And mm-hmm. and so she's been asking a lot about uh, death and where Grandpa went. And I, I just said, what do you believe? Um, That's what you asked her? Yeah. Um, What'd she say? She... Well, once she explains or she answers her own question, I I tell her that sounds good, and then we just kind of talk about it like that. Right, right. Because um, I don't want to push my beliefs on her. Right. right? Or my non-beliefs on mm-hmm. her. Um, but I also don't want to scare them. And my grandpa died when I was eight, and for months afterwards I would lay in bed, and I would I would lay in bed and wonder what it would be like to be dead. Oh, okay. that's morbid. Sure, yeah. And you were howled when you did that? I was eight. Oh, my God. It's a lot I to know. think about it. Literally, literally me right now. No, fully. 
fooling me. She's right not. Now. Qu- she's not kidding. No, literally. I no, I really did. And like, was there was there a heaven, or did you just get buried and see black forever? And yeah. like, I vividly remember that at their age, and it got to the point where my parents almost took me to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, and my kids are almost that age and i just i want to be honest with them because death is a part of life and but i didn't even accept that reality until a couple of years ago and not to mention i have no idea how to explain it to them and i just what do you guys think what what do i tell them i i feel like i should know how to explain this to my kids but i'm at a loss about it right i mean listen it's um it's a really tough topic. There's a lot of things that, with your kids that you can kind of just fib the truth a little bit. Like, where do babies come from? It's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. caterpillars. I don't know. Like, But this is something that they're going to keep experiencing, whether they have a pet or, you know, just, just in life in general, in movies, things of that nature. And I think it is really important to be upfront and honest with them and and kind of give them the freedom to create their own version of what happens after we leave this earth. Because, again, you don't want to push your beliefs or non-beliefs on them, especially if you don't have solid beliefs. And leaving it up for interpretation is is helpful, but also they do need a little bit of direction. Which makes sense. I mean, but the question here we have to ask to Ava is your, your father passed away a couple weeks ago. What happened as far as the, was there a funeral? Was there a, a wake that the kids went to? How did you guys handle that? Oh, well, so he was cremated, so there was no open casket or anything like that. Right. right. Okay. I asked because um, I remember when my grandfather passed away, for me, there was an open casket, and I always kind of remembered that in being confused as a child of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to maybe... There he is, but he's not there. They're probably going to come across that at some point in their life. Uh, But they are really young right now. You said your daughters are four and six. I don't want to guess and tell you how to handle this. I'd rather have our listeners do it. (laughs) Right. So if you guys can weigh in, it would be appreciated. the The more ideas of how to do this, the more options I have to pick from, you know. Okay. So mm-hmm. All right. Well. Go yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll we'll put it out there, and uh, we'll have uh, people text in five eight five two five two ninety eight hundred. How do you have a conversation with your kids about death, especially if they've never experienced it before? Right. Ava, thank you for the call. Condolences again to the thank passing you. of your father. I know that's a huge loss, and uh, we appreciate you. You know, just messaging us, listening to the show. Hopefully, no, the texts that come in really help. I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate anybody that weighs in on this. If you, I mean, really, uh, please don't troll. Like, if you have any ideas on this one, yeah, no, we'd for really, sure. Really, really appreciate it. For sure. Yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll get a handful of people to help. All right. Well, listen, have a great uh, weekend coming up, and uh, we're thinking about you. And thank you again for taking some time this morning with us. Yeah. No. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Eva. Good luck. Talk soon. Take care. All right, uh, let me get a couple texts here coming in. One is from Tina, and I got a few phone calls. But Tina says, I'm a nanny, not a parent. However, I've recently been working with a three-year-old who lost her great-grandparents within a year of each other. Mm -hmm. And at this age, children don't generally understand that death is permanent. So it may happen that in a few weeks, months, your children will ask about your father. 
I did this myself as a child, and I think you are handling it very well and asking them what they think death means and allowing them to come up with their own conclusions. Right. And then Andrea says, I'm a grade school teacher, and I highly recommend the book Lifetime, or excuse me, Lifetimes by Brian uh, Melanie. It's a beautiful book that explains things in a way kids can understand. Not that's me a good, ordering it. No, that's actually a, a great suggestion. Yes, for sure. Let me get to the phones. PXY, who's this? I should pick up. <laughs> Hello? Hi, PXY. Liz? Hello? Hi, is this Liz? Hi, yes. Hi, go ahead. So, I've actually called into you guys quite often. Um, I'm the one who called last month who lost both my parents. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right, yes. yes. In December. And yes. then also prior, my sister had been found in the Genesee River five years ago. Mm. That's a, that, um, so those I are really tough losses, Liz. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, and I have a daughter who will be nine next month. And she was th- a four, almost five when my mom died. And seven, almost eight when my dad died. And she was close to both of them, to, very much so. Um, and the hardest one was my mom because she was first and trying to explain it. Yeah. Sure. Her. And um, <clears throat> she, I, I didn't hide my, my tears from her. Like, I allowed myself to be emotional around right. her mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want her to think that it was a bad thing to um, mourn right. and that even grown-ups go through it. Right. And I let her come to me whenever she was sad, whenever, you know, she had questions, and I tried to answer them the best way that I could. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually almost exactly system i believe in the possibilities of things sure. so i don't know quite sure either but i my daughter thinks there's angels and i allow her to believe that because of comfort to her. Sure. and i want there to be angels mm-hmm. yeah but that's what it's about so, it's allowing them to interpret what they feel and think that death exactly. is about and yep. letting them run with it and that's okay you know, you. I right. mean, you don't have to push what you believe onto them. It's it's really up for everybody to kind of um, interpret themselves, and I think that's the best right. way to do it. The same way and that then, yeah, that um, you know, our girl Ava did for her kids. And when my dad died, you know, we all as a family took her in the bedroom to talk, and I said, you know, how you have some really kick ass or kick butt angels up there, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah. I was like, well, you just gained a really, really one now yeah. too. Uh, that's the best yeah. way to handle it. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, it was still hard for her. But I, I also recommend a book. It's a kid's book I found on Amazon. Hmm? It's called My Heart Will Stay. My it Heart Will Stay. It's a beautiful book. Yeah. Okay. All right. So My, my heart, heart Will, will stay. stay. Yeah. And then uh, Andrea recommended um, Lifetimes. Uh, Liz, thank you so much again. Uh, so sorry for your loss. Yeah. Losses. Thanks, thanks for thank sharing you. that with yes. us. Okay, we'll talk Thank soon. You. Have Thank a good day. Thank you for listening, Liz. Bye. Yeah, it's just really hard. And, you know, I think it's a lot to do with children's interpretation of how they handle it. And they can handle it, you know, yeah, as I best mean, as they can. When you're young, it's hard. You're, you're necessarily not going to be able to connect the emotions that we as adults feel. Right, correct. Like, when it comes to death. Um, but, I, you know, if they don't, if kids don't seem phased by it, there's nothing wrong with that. They will Correct. eventually be able to process it at their own time. Yep. So thanks, everyone, for weighing in this morning. Um, Ava, best of luck to you. Hope, Hope that, that helped a little bit. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. You got PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. We'll be right back. You t-
too can be the center of attention. Call or text Moose and Breezy now. 585-252-9800. 98PXY, the number one hit music station. Post Malone on PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. I want to touch on this story quick about a kid by the name of Zayden Van Derm Blackman. He's a three-season athlete, honor student, all at Dansville High School, and he was just named the MVP during the school's Christmas basketball tournament. This poor kid has spent the last 10 days in the hospital fighting for his life. And the story is, around Christmas, Zayden came down with what his family thought, just a normal cold, and then after the basketball tournament, he was complaining to his mom about a terrible headache he's been having. A few days later, Zayden was checked into Golisano's Children's Hospital and in line for emergency brain surgery. Oh my goodness. Tragic. So he was diagnosed with sepsis, which is a deadly condition that can develop from um, an untreated infection. And it's something that kills almost one in five people. So his mother said it's been just nothing but test procedures. She and her husband have been staying at a hotel while their son is at the Rochester Hospital an hour away from their hometown. Thankfully, family's not doing it on their own. From classmates uh, to community members to students on rival basketball teams, many have stepped up in and around Dansville to show support for this young teen. Superintendent Thomas Cope said Dansville is a small community, and as in many small communities, there's pros and cons everywhere you live. Everybody knows your business, but when something goes wrong, everyone rallies to support you. Kind of like Rochester. Mm-hmm. When something happens, people show up for one another. Right. Once Aiden is released from the hospital, he'll have a few months of recovery, uh, regular hospital visits, etc., before things get back to normal. But, I mean, obviously, right now, the district's main concern is Aiden's health. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to do everything they can to keep the kid on track academically. And once he's up for it, the district will send a tutor either to the hospital or his home to help him graduate in the spring. That's the goal. To find out... How to support Zayden and the whole Van Derm Blackman family. I posted a link this morning on our Facebook page at 98PXY. Um, if if there's any way you can help, I know the family and Zayden would be so appreciative. For and sure. that's what we do. We come together and, and help each other out when we need it the most. Absolutely. Thank you, Moose. Um, <clears throat> big news coming for the... RBTL, the Rochester Broadcast Theater League, they're continuing to make progress on their renovations to West Her Performing Arts Center on Main Street, which is just the auditorium theater that so many of us go and see Broadway shows, concerts, things of that nature. Since the fall, crews have been working to fix the elevator, um, remove some walls to expand and make it bigger, and make it more accessible for everyone. Um this is going to make it so much bigger and better than ever before. And it's really going to change the the way you experience live performances mm-hmm. at the RBTL. Um, so they're really just set all, all systems go here, making incredible progress. And um, they, they want to finish this renovation, like redo the whole building by 2030. But, but 2030, I know, I know. I mean, listen, that's the building's 100th year anniversary, so it's definitely going to need a facelift. I think the thing I love about the RBTL is that it's just so full of history. Like, it's just so, it's one of those theaters that you're like, well, this that, is so gorgeous and rich. And, a lot of places in this city, there's a ton of history. Yes, you know, for sure. It's one of the things I love about the 585 is its charm. 
the charm indeed. But yeah, it's gonna change. It's gonna change a lot. So I'm very excited about that. All right, a lot of people right now. One of the most popular months to stop drinking is this month. That's right, January. Dry January. So many people are taking part in it. So many people have already failed at it. (laughs) I know five. But (laughs) is dry January out and damp January is in? It's that all or nothing mentality that we're trying to get away from. We'll tell you maybe a better option for you coming up next on PXY. 98 PXY is free and always will be. Who's doing dry January or some hybrid model of it? Did you fall off already only 11 days in? Like Moose did last year in 2023. Don't sweat it. 97% of people have. I actually just made that number up. 97% is very high and a jarring number. If 97% of Americans can't give up drinking for one month, we have bigger problems on our hands. No, I know. I made the number up. I don't know what the actual number is, but... Let's just go with 97. (laughs) 97. Okay, sounds great. It's uh, PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. And the reason we bring this up is because there's a, uh, well, dry January is out, damp January is in. Well, if you're participating in dry January like I did last year, I was going to say we, but you didn't. I got 48 hours in. It's like beautiful Cabernet dinner. I'm like, what? Anyways. A lot of people use this month, January. January never sees any fun. It's so sad. It's the Monday of of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people normally take this month and jump on this bandwagon trend of dry January where they give up drinking for 31 days and they kind of just reset their body, try and cleanse it out, all of the things. After the holidays of drinking everything and eating everything, they just want to reset and it's very trendy and it's very some it's very much something that everybody does but like moose said a lot of people fall off because i'm under the notion that ultimate restriction doesn't lead to success and i'll tell you why i've been on many a diet many a program Mm -hmm. many uh alcohol restriction many 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 too many to count and I just think going cold turkey with something, and this is my personal experience. I'm not going to say this is the this is how it is for everybody, but I do find out of people that I've talked to, just stopping something one day is going to lead to nothing but restriction, obsessive thoughts over it, wanting it even more because you can't have it. What's the old saying? We all want what we can't have, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a drink, whether that be an item of food. So dry January, the trendy, 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 you know, thing that takes place as it is, is getting revamped into a semi-dry ritual dubbed as damp January. And that is just cutting back alcohol without giving it up entirely, which I think... Moderation is key. Unless you're doing meth, then I would just quit completely. Sure, 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 sure. This <laughs> this girl Kelly just texted in and goes, "I thought dry January was a weather prediction." And then Rick texted in and was like, "I thought dry January meant you were celibate." No, Rick, I'm so sorry. Um, studies show that even the modest 
reduction of drinking can lead to improvements in blood pressure, mental health, and liver health altogether. I thought about that last night when I was having three whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Alone? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm concerned. My, I love my own company. We know. <laughs> I love it. How I, many I, times? I sat at the bar. What bar? Downstairs from me, from my apartment. A coffee gra- shop? No, there's a bar down there. Oh, my God. So I had a couple, you know? And I was just like, you know, to your hang li- out. Your lifestyle is so questionable. <laughs> Why? I love it. I I know. Uh, this person's weighing in. She says, I'm doing dry January in February, mostly because I'm quitting smoking, and I find it impossible to do so while drinking. Hopefully by March, I'll be able to have a few drinks and fight off the urge for a cigarette. Well, good or luck with vape. that. Yeah, or, or, or Jewel. Good luck with that. So- Ways to participate in damp January instead of dry January. Drinking on only special occasions. Adding more dry days to your month than not. Um, consuming fewer drinks in a setting. So like maybe you have a drink, but you just have a drink. You don't have seven. <laughs> That's something I've struggled with for years. Right. Lim- limiting yourself to just one right. is very hard to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I promised myself that I'm only going to drink on days that end in Y. Sure. <laughs> you can literally hear the eye roll through the microphone. Thank you so much. I just think, you know, it just forms a, a way healthier relationship with alcohol than if you were to just give it up. Especially if you're someone who really depends on it. No, no I, I'm not I, saying like you're an alcoholic. Or no, anything, but everybody but like, has a vice. Right. You know, and I think like Breezy's saying, moderation is key. Because if you try to quit completely, just cold turkey, a lot of times it's easier to kind of fall off. And we've all tried. We've done it. I get it. But when you kind of slowly ease it out little by little, you have way more of a chance than being like, you know what? I think I'm good for today. And then the next day. And then the next day. Yeah. You know, so uh, if you are going to do damp January... Like, if you're listening to this right now and you fail dry January, it's not over for you. I feel like that's a a really big thing that a lot of people struggle with of like, oh, I failed. So, like, let's just bender it out. Like, no, try damp January because maybe that will work better for you. Right. And so for those who are listening, damp January, you're drinking just a little little at a time in January. It is not a weather prediction. Okay, Kelly? (laughs) Not a weather prediction. Hey, it's me, Julia, your at-work bestie on 98PXY. Each weekday, just after 2.30, I share my life hack of the day. I promise it'll make your life a little easier. The Julia Show on the number one hit music station, 98PXY. Want to clear the air? Need to get something off your chest? Go on, try it. You want to feel the heat as it comes out of your mouth. My co-worker should stop whistling Taylor Swift songs. He's not paid to be a canary. Two eggs in your omelet? Whoa, settle down, Rockefeller. I, for the life of me, can't believe Odyssey Management gave these two clowns their own show. There, I said it. Now, doesn't that feel better? DXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy present There, I said it. On the number one hip music station. 98 Time to throw on our thongs and knock back a couple of cold ones. It's oh my there, I said it. 585 252 9800. Anything puke. goes. 
What? No, I'll puke. <laughs> Not in here, baby cakes, you won't. Ugh. <laughs> I love it. Let's get to Allison. Couldn't hate it more. Texting in this morning. Uh, what's weighing on you guys? Let us know. Allison says, stop filming people without their permission. It's not freaking cool. There, I said it. I got into it once with this guy who was filming me at the gym. Filming you at the gym mm-hmm. doing what? Well. Sauna? Well, I was on my phone on the treadmill. And he put it on Twitter. And I found it. And I called his mom. He was like 15. I literally called his mom. Put, what like, did he put on Twitter, though? Just, he put a video of me talking and was like, she won't shut up or something. And you Never. called his mom. How mm-hmm. did you make that happen? I have friends in high places. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is. Hi, guys. This is Cambria. Can you let your audience know that it's so important to develop a trade? Kids today don't have a clue on how to do anything that doesn't involve a computer. We still need roofers, plumbers, electricians. No kids have a clue on how to do any of this stuff. We're all in trouble. There, I said it. Yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. We've been in a lot of trouble for quite some time. Yeah. Thank you for just realizing. No, we, well, we appreciate that, Cambria. Thank you for texting in. Um, guys, if you're just joining us, Cambria wanted me to tell you that it's important to develop a trade because some of you don't have a a damn clue on how to do anything when it comes to roofing, electric work, um, plumbers. Anyone know how to unclog a toilet? Anyone? Couldn't be me. When was the last time you clogged a toilet? Oof, last night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it checks out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too much. Um, this person says, I don't understand how restaurants don't have a restriction on the number of items people can order a drive through I sat behind <laughs> a man for 45 minutes yesterday at McDonald's. 45 minutes? <laughs> wow, man. I hope you I'll packed have number two, number four, number two again, well, listen, number five. It's a fast food joint. I mean, most of this stuff is ready to go out the door. But if you're ordering 75 items, <sighs> that's what he's that? saying. Who would do that? A lot of people. Hey, Jimmy, we're going to need you to bring in something for lunch today. All right. I'll did, by the way, by McDonald's. did you hear McDonald's is changing up its burgers now? What do you mean? Well, they're changing how they do the hamburgs. And also, you can get a Big Mac now that's double the beef. It's two beef patties. Four beef patties. Isn't that just a double cheeseburger? No, the Big Mac's different. It used to be to all beef patties. You know, now it's, now it's four patties. I don't know. Do you really need that much meat? Big meat energy. Huge meat energy. <laughs> um, Diana says, as a school employee, the number of times I've heard the excuse that parents might complain is mind-boggling. So what? It's an unrealistic expectation since someone will complain about something regardless. Schools need to worry about their employees and students' safety over a couple of Karens complaining. Oh. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, Diana. Feel Rick better. is here. Rick is here. Rick said, I believe that motivation is more important than discipline. There I said it. Huh. Okay. I thought they were the same thing, but sounds good. This person's saying, hey, guys, good morning. Love the show. Where is the best place in the city to get a salad? Core. A salad. Open door mission? I don't know. Who cares? Who are you getting a salad for? Holy. Uh, Christina's here. She said, I hate when people don't have their headlights on when it's dark or raining. There, I said it. 
Christina's pissed. Yeah, it could cause an accident for sure. Is it true? Is it true that old myth that uh, if you pass someone with no headlights and you gave them the old flashy flash of your headlights that they would turn around and try to come murder you? It was a gang affiliated thing. Remember that? I don't. Yeah, that was uh, that went around for many, many, many years. I find it to be true. If somebody's driving with no headlights and you flash them, it's a gang thing, and it's supposedly they're supposed to turn around and come after you and come get you. Oh, my God. I've been doing that for years. And take you out. That's why when I see people pass me with no headlights, I keep my head down and mind my own business. Oh, my God. (laughs) What if you're warning people about cops or deer? I mind my own business. When you get on the road... You're basically saying to yourself, I'm in charge. It's my responsibility to know the rules of the road. I have to keep my headlights on. I know when to come to a stop if I see a deer, you know, which, by the way, I almost hit three the other night. Where? Penfield. Yeah, that checks. Came out of nowhere on Penfield Line Road. Uh, Just after you finish up your caviar at Penfield Country Club, you almost (laughs) wrecked your Honda. Oh, it's so tough. I love pulling in there when everyone's got Benz, Audis. Literally Tesla. I pull up. I make sure they come out. With your Civic. I make it a point to valet. I'm like, take care of this, baby. I just filled it up with premium. This person says, my husband is going to be the cause of our divorce. I've never met a man that snores so loud. I hate sleeping next to him there. I said it. So fair. Oh, I can't imagine. So incredibly fair. Now, there's snores. And then you have people that are breathing so loudly through their mouth. Yeah. I talk in my sleep. Like, get a CPAP, would you? I ya? talk in my sleep. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Like full-blown conversations. Who? To who? <laughs> who are you talking to? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. The other night, not the other night, I don't know why I said that. Like, in, in the past, I have woken up from a dream, like crying, screaming. And the person I'm sleeping with or next to is like, she? You good, girl? It was I'm like, like oh, Night terrors? Yeah. Oh, man. Like weeping in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. Because like, I'm afraid I'm going to get murdered or something. No wonder you do therapy every day. <laughs> take, take Moose and Breezy with you and listen to and follow PXY Mornings in the free Odyssey app. The number one hit music station. PXY. Post Malone on PXY Mornings. Welcome back to the show. You got Moose and Breezy here. And we're doing a th- uh, we're talking about frosting defrosting your car in the morning. Uh, are you saying that this is dangerous to do? What are we talking about? Extremely here? dangerous. It's not. No, no, it is. Trust me. According to a lot of articles I've read in the New York Times, aka TikTok, um, <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times, aka TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I gathered because I I dove headfirst into it, obviously, as one does, you know, as the investigative journalist I am. You're not. And it's called Frosting Car. So basically what happens, as so many of us do, especially here in Rochester in the dead winter months, when there's snow on our car or ice or anything, you left it left it overnight and you don't have a garage, mm-hmm. you have to defrost it, which a lot of people- I do it know, every morning. We I, all deal with. But most of us today have car starters. Correct. But- with the car starters, I don't know. I don't know specifically how those work because I don't have one. So I don't know if like you have to unlock your car to do that or mm-hmm. how that works. But no. some people go out to their cars, start them, defrost, get it to defrost. And what's happening is these people are driving around neighborhoods, 
finding cars that are already started with either the keys in there or, you know, just started and open, getting in them and driving away. I saw a horrific video last night of this exact thing taking place. The owner of the vehicle went out to to leave, Mm -hmm. didn't see that there was, you know, someone in the passenger seat or driver's seat, opened the passenger side door. The person reversed, took off. He went through the fence because he was caught in the door. Oh, great. And then I saw another video, same thing. Car on a street, defrosting, car pulls up, person gets out. And, like, the reason I'm mentioning this isn't to fear monger, but also just to, like, keep you aware because we've been seeing so many car break-ins and specifically with Kia and Hyundai's and it's kind of subsided a little bit here, but if someone's going to steal a vehicle, they're going to do it. But most cars today are keyless entry and you're not physically putting a key in the ignition. If you got an older car, sure, you might be doing that. But I just found out my car has a car starter two years ago. Obviously, I didn't have to use it when I was in California, but I use it every single morning now. And I basically, the doors are always locked. I mean... Who who's who's not using their car starter? Most people have them today. Not everybody, but if you're going to use it, normally how you do it is the doors are automatically locked, and then you turn the car on, and it's automatically warming up for you and defrosting. Yeah. So people that are driving around, has any of this taken place here in Rochester? Not that I know of, um, but like I said, it's called frosting, and it's a, it's a term from the UK. I mm-hmm. guess this happens over there. Um, and it involves, you know, an opportunity for a theft to steal a vehicle while the engine's running, um, while its owner's inside or pre-started the car with its remote start. I don't know how that works, because, like, I've been in instances where I also have, like, a keyless start, push to start, whatever it is. Yeah. And... I'll run inside, leave my car on, I'll I'll lock the door. But, like, you can still drive away if the key's not in it. It says, like, key's not in here, but can still... I don't know how... Car. Does anybody know, like, if you have keyless like entry vehicle... Range, what's yeah. the range? How far can you drive without the keys? If the car's on and you take off? Yeah. I, I mean, no can idea. you go a couple miles? I don't know. But I just know that right now is a very vulnerable time for, for car theft and things like this are happening all over the place. I don't know if they're happening in Rochester, but if they were to, just be aware, you know, before, well, before it's too late. Before Look, it's too late. What about the story last month? You had these two two gentlemen, one guy's parked on the side of the road, another guy comes up and bumps his vehicle on purpose. Makes it look like an accident. The guy gets out of his car to confront him. Dude punches him in the face. Jumps in his car and takes off while the other dude behind him, he also takes off. It's a whole scam. Yeah. It's a big setup. I mean, you constantly have to look over your shoulder and make sure that, hey, know your surroundings. For sure. You know? For sure. But if you're defrosting your car in the morning, just make sure your doors are locked. You know what I'm saying? And you, yeah, for the love of God, get, get a snow brush. Stop using a shoe. Stop scraping your windshield with a fork. <laughs> I couldn't think of a worse item to use. Why won't you just get a snow brush? I don't know. I just... Can you buy me one? No, you're a grown woman. You can buy I'm yourself a starving a- artist. Yeah. <laughs> I would say you're starving. I think we're using the word artist a little loosely. The number one hit music station. 98 PX1. 64-year-old woman in Massachusetts tried to poison her husband because she thought 
she was sexting with Thorsten K of the Bold and the Beautiful. Turned out it was just a scammer. Who's that? <laughs> What's going on? It's PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. Uh, if you think that soap opera storylines are too sensational to happen in real life, well, you don't know enough people who actually watch these shows. Right. A 64-year-old grandmother in Massachusetts named Roxanne tried to poison her husband because she had a new man waiting in the wings. Stop. <laughs> Soap opera star Thorsten K of The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh my God, what is happening here? Well, apparently some scammer was texting Roxanne to pretending to be Thorsten. And she believed it was real, partially because she was a diehard fan of Bold and the Beautiful. She wanted to believe it was real. She wanted nothing more. Yeah, she was used to these outlandish storylines. So one message from Thorsten said, you have to get rid of your husband, honey. I need you so much. Oh, my God. Then Roxanne said she needed to do some thinking. And that's when she hatched a plan. Oh, my God. Continue. (laughs) People are so freaking stupid. I'm sorry. I I don't want to come off mean here, but take a look in the mirror. What did you really think was going to happen? This guy is a successful German actor who looks like Thor, and you look like the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. Oh my gosh. Get a grip. Don't be mean. She told Thorsten, I'm making an amazing soup. It's a special potion. (laughs) He will be hungry when he gets back home. And later, she said, hubby got back, ate the soup, and was not feeling well. And then she decided to text, so everybody can see it, maybe I can collect life insurance. What an amateur. Like, watch a documentary. Like, why would you, like, you know what I mean? Cover your tracks. Do you need some pointers? Um... Thorsten, Thorsten then responded, honey, when will that be? Roxanne said, I don't know yet. I mean, you got to hand it to the scanner, uh, the scammer. I mean, somehow they knew Roxanne was a bold and the beautiful, just a nut. A diehard. Yeah, diehard. And most scammers don't even know, you know, my first name. Mm-hmm. This guy knew everything about Roxanne. Maybe he was obsessed, you know, never thought about that. So Roxanne's husband, this poor guy, had some kind of medical event. She was the one who called 911. Um, He since has recovered and will be fine. But it didn't take long for the police to zero in on Roxanne. She's been charged with attempted murder along with resisting arrest and assault on a cop. Oh, my God. Yeah, this grandma would. Roxanne's not going. She's going down swinging. I mean, give me a break. Look look at her. Look at her. (gasps) Look at him. Wait, that's the actor? Yes. Or that's the husband? Look at him. Look at her. Aww. No, this is her and her husband. Look at them sharing a beer. They're so happy. He seems like such a nice guy. New York Yankee fans, here they are by a pond. Wait, I'm actually really sad right now. Look at her. Oh, Roxanne. 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 This is the woman who tried to murder her husband, run away with a soap opera star, assault on a police officer, and exist... Uh, Attempting to So she'll be in jail for arrest. the remainder of her existence, basically. We, well, we don't know that, depending on if she has a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's unclear what kind of soup she made. If I had to guess looking at her picture, it was probably minestrone. But she spiked it with her, what she called, quote, special potion. 
The real Thorsten K has not commented yet. Oh no. <laughs> Couldn't be him. Wow. This so, is nutty. Did I ever tell you about the time I met a huge <laughs> gonna say. soap opera star when I was in LA? Okay. This was a listener here in Rochester, New York sure. of PXY set me up with this guy. I don't know how. She's like, I got a lunch date with you with this guy. Whatever you do, whatever you do, Moose, do not bring up his mom. I'm like, okay, I won't. And uh, so I met him out for lunch. We had great conversation. This guy was very, I very familiar. Used to be on People Magazine, everything. Sure. So I was like, yeah, I, I know you from your soap operas. Right. It's been doing it for like thirty something years. And then I slipped and I brought up his mom. Oh God! And he ended the lunch real quick. And I'd never heard from him again. Yeah, it's like my one and only shot. I was like, I couldn't keep my mouth. Yeah. Couldn't keep my mouth shut. What did no. you say though? How's the, how's your mom? No, I was like, I'm so sorry to hear what your brother did to your mom. His brother murdered his mother with a bat. Oh my god! Why yeah. did you bring that up? I don't know. I panicked. I, I didn't say it. I was just like, so I'm so literally the only thing you weren't supposed I, to say. And I said, said it. it. Yeah, and I said you're it. a literal child. With a with a burner on. Hey, don't touch it. It's hot. Don't touch it. You'll really hurt yourself. How? How? It's this for. Ugh. It's this voice inside of my inside of me. It just it just comes out. I can't tell it to shut up. You know what I mean? It's like you this. really shouldn't have ghosted your therapist. <laughs> no, genuinely. <laughs> hey, it's Devin's, and I'll keep you in the know on everything happening right here in Rochester because I actually live here, just like you. Along with tons of PXY music every afternoon, starting at three on ninety eight PXY.